is that you? (laughs) Meredith has no idea what's coming out of my mouth. All right. What is up, snitches? Welcome back to another episode of Let's Gossip with Meredith and Steph Ebert. And we are going to dive in to the Bachelorette hometowns this week and all of the garbage surrounding Greg. Mare, what the fuck is up for Gossip of the Week? For Gossip of the Week, we really had to narrow it down this week because we have a lot to say. First up, I want to talk about Outer Banks. I know you guys are watching it. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to talk about Billy's new album and specifically her new song, Happier Than Ever. And then we're going to talk about all of the drama with Black Widow versus Disney. Let's get into it. So, Bachelorette, last week, you know, we lost Michael A. He dipped out. Tragedy. Tragedy. Great. Good reason on his part. Absolutely. But we miss him. And so then we had Men Tell All. I mean, just a shit show. This week, we have hometowns. I would say there's no pun intended, nothing to write home about besides the fact of Greg and you all know where we're about to go with this. So step on into our office because we're about to analyze this entire convo start to finish. So first, buckle up. Yeah. <laughs> put those seatbelts on. Bitches. <laughs> all right. So first up, let's just start off with, you know, like right after Greg's hometown, when Greg confesses his love to Katie. Mm hmm. Greg, this whole time throughout the season, he's really been struggling. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like he's really jealous. He's insecure. Definitely. He is also like got some internal problems that he genuinely really needs to go to therapy for. He's got a lot to unpack. Surrounding his dad specifically. Where it's like he has never been able to be happy since his dad died. You know, it's like that's even his family said that. Exactly. Like there is a hole that is missing inside of him. Yeah. So after the hometowns, you know, while he's there, with his family, you know, he's telling his mom, you know, like, she's the one. I'm going to marry this girl. He's- and he was super excited because he's like, I know that also. And his family also said it separately where it's like, no one has seen me even like remotely like joyful or happy since my dad passed. You know, so he was really excited going in the hometown because it's like, he's like, I know that they'll be able to read my energy and how happy I am. Right. That they haven't seen in forever or ever in period. Right. Which right there is a red flag yeah. to me. Obviously, I understand losing your parent. That is so traumatic and that is hard. However, you know, it's like using another person to supplement happiness Mm -hmm. is something that no one should ever do in a relationship because that is putting a huge burden on Katie, whether he knows he's doing it or not. But it's basically saying all of my happiness stems from you, Katie. So you got to keep me happy or I'm not going to be, you know, it's like that is putting so much much pressure on her. To keep him happy. And that's in general. like no, in general. relationship. But then on top of that, they also absolutely are trauma bonding because Katie also lost her dad. So from the get-go, that's what they obviously connected on. I mean, good for them that they have someone to, like, they can talk to about it and that can relate because there's, no one understands what it's like to lose a parent unless you've lost a parent. Exactly. And they're but just they're like- trauma bonding. So that's like, you fill that void. You're the only one that understands like what that feeling is. But it's like- that's not either person's duty, you know, to keep that cup filled. Exactly. And it's like, I do understand that Katie's dad passed a while ago compared to Greg, which was only two years ago. However, when I think about it, it's like Katie seems like she is fully, you know, taking the time to let those emotions, self-assess, 
let her feel those all of those emotions deeply. You know, it's like Greg yeah. to me. I feel like he shut down when his dad died Absolutely. and he has not taken the steps to fully fulfill himself. Yeah. So it's like, that's what they say. It's like, if you're not happy by yourself, you're not going to be happy in a relationship. Exactly. And his no. brother even said how big of a step it was, which it sounded nice in the moment. But now that you're making that point of like, it's all on Katie because his brother, Greg's brother even said um, to Katie at the hometown about how... Like Greg hasn't even talked to me, his own brother, about our dad passing once, like not at all since it's happened, but he's talked, he's opened up to you about it, you know? And so they're all like, that's huge. You know, like he's actually talking to someone about it, but Katie, right. it's like, that's great there's that a lot going, me. yeah, there's a lot that's being asked of and like demanded for either whether he's saying it or not of Katie from Greg. Absolutely. And it makes me think of Ben from Tasha season. You know, Ben had a lot of things that he was like really, you know, hard to bring up to Tasha. You know, like yeah. that he had attempted eat, suicide, he had eating an disorder. eating disorder, where it's like he's bringing those things up now, where it's like I've gone through this and I'm on the other side mm -hmm. where I can talk about it. Whereas I feel like Greg is still going through it. Absolutely, he is not on the other side. He is not healed. He has mm -hmm. not made himself feel better. And now the fact that he's found Katie and she can relate, it's like, well, it's up to you now. You right. Know, it's it is like, like also as we know, it's like. Katie has by far given Greg the most validation, attention, everything. It's like he got the first impression rose. Then he got the first one-on-one -on -one date, which was a big deal because they don't normally don't do that. Mm -hmm. Then he got the second one-on-one -on -one over guys that still hadn't gotten the first reassurance one -on -one. up the ass. Right. Where it's like Greg for a normal guy in the show, everybody goes through the struggles of like being on the show, but it's like for a normal guy, I would be like, okay, I'm getting the most reassurance out of everybody. Like imagine the other guys there, right? You know, it's like, they're like, oh my God, Greg is getting all of this coddling and That's you know, a like great attention. Point. That's a great point because I was thinking I was, I was trying to give like devil's advocate or like try to be a little bit, see what Greg's point was of like, you know, where he, as far as like, you know, the viewers are watching the whole thing where like, it's so clear you're number one, but like he said, you know, he doesn't know what the other relationships are if, or if they're at, like, have the same connection as him and Katie do. But then you make a great point where it's like, well, think about the other, other guys, guys in the house who aren't acting the way you're acting. And they can see that they haven't even had one-on-ones or they haven't gone, gotten the, all the attention you have. Right. And they're not even acting that way that you are. Like right. they're not acting as insecure and you both have no idea, you know, genuinely what the connection is. But if you just go down back based off of time spent, Greg has had a majority of the time spent with Katie. Right. And I mean, this is kind of going all the way out there with Greg, but you know, like based off of this, you know, it's like, I've really noticed even subconsciously, you know, like Greg has been manipulating the time a lot throughout the show with Katie. You know, it's like he has been manipulative. You know, it's like all the guys are so excited to see Katie. Everyone is happy. Yes. Everyone is pumped. But Greg, he's purposely acting pouty to show pouty. her that I'm not okay. And she We're, brings it up every time. She's like, no, I could, I could tell immediately off of your face and your body language earlier. Every single time she's like, where she's I can constantly read it on having you. to be like, are you leaving? Are you okay? What's wrong? How can I help? Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like throughout the season, you know, she, those weren't red flags, but now after seeing how this has panned out, I'm like, okay, this we're dealing with some bigger stemming issues right. where I'm like, this is actually taking it back to earlier in the season. I don't even think he was doing it on purpose, you know, but it's like yeah. making her very well aware instead of letting her enjoy her time. Exactly. Like, being, like, like all the other guys are doing. All the other guys feel the exact same way and just as insecure about the other relationships and things like that as you do, Greg. Exactly. But it's like you've had special treatment this whole time. We haven't, but quit having to stick up your ass about it and pouting because it's ruining everyone else's time and hers. Whether you think you're just because you're not saying something to ruin everyone else's time, your vibe is still rubbing off on everyone, even if they know it's not my fault that he's in a bad mood, but still it's the 
vibe has been spoken. Exactly. You know, where it's like you might as well have said it because it, everyone can everyone is feeling the downer. And Katie brings it up every time. So back to the hometowns. Greg pours his heart out to Katie, says that he's in love with her, says that, you know, she filled the hole in his heart. Uh, da da ding, red flag. <laughs> yeah. Back to what we were <laughs> yeah. saying. After Greg pours his heart out, Katie's response did not meet what he was expecting. However, it's like Greg's expectations were so huge. What he thought in his head by him saying that is, Katie's gonna leave with me. Based off what I'm saying, the walls have come down for Greg, but he's expecting Katie to drop everything, blow the construct mm -hmm. of the show, and basically be with me. He was saying to her, I don't know how you don't know it's not me. How do you not know? My question is, Greg, how do you not know what show you're on? Yeah. From the start, for how me. don't you know what show you're on that you signed up for? Right. I don't know why your expectations are so out, like, as if this is an everyday normal because scenario. Because this is the thing. Greg, he hasn't opened up to anybody. So now that he's brought down these walls for once, he's expecting the moon. And he's I'm sorry. expecting the world. And he doesn't realize what Katie's position is. And the thing is, is don't get us fucking wrong. During yeah. this conversation, Steph and I were both on Greg's side. Yeah. Where what Katie's response was, was nothing good. I also agreed where I'm like, ooh, you really didn't give, you didn't say a single word. You just stared at him. Where at, he, he was in the tears and excited where it was a happy moment. Yeah. And then it was so silent for so long on Katie's part that I was like, okay, I can understand why he'd be like, his ego would be busted a little bit and a little right. bit hurt that it's like, she's not also crying. She doesn't say it back, but it's like the emotions weren't matched there. Right. But that's, that was his expectations, not exactly. hers. I feel like truly what Katie was doing in that moment is she has already told everybody, the parents, everyone, I'm not saying I love you to anybody before mm -hmm. the final moment. And in her head, when Greg said that to her, I feel like I could see all the wheels I turning. Could, I could, she, she was wants, about to spit it out saying that she loves him back, but I could tell that it was like, she dug her own hole on this, which is fine that she's sticking to her boundaries of like, I'm not, I'm saving my, whoever I'm in love with to tell them that I'm in love with them until it's the final person. I understand that's her fucking boundary, but I could see where she was like, the wheels were turning where it's like, I have told everyone up to this moment, this is the last hometown. I told everyone else's family, everyone too, this whole time that I am waiting till the end and right. now you're pouring it out and I know how I feel. I do love you, but I don't know if I should spit it out now right. or not. Where I'm like, what she was doing was just like panicking in her brain. She was like, what do I say? And for her, what I was thinking, she was thinking was like, I love looking at you. You know, it's like kind of like the next best thing. You know, it's not, I love you, but it's like, I love looking at you. It sounds weird. Cause it's like, obviously it's not about his looks. Right. You know, it's just like, she was trying to say like, I love being with you. I love looking right. at you. I love what you're saying. And I mean, she totally fucked that up. Right. Whereas, you know, when Greg told her at their one-on-one, -on -one, I'm falling in love with you, her immediate response was, come here. And she pulled him in for right. a kiss. Uh, he needed just some more reassurance rather than like her deciding in that moment, yes or no. When I think it's one of those things when Tasha had said earlier to Katie about when Katie was saying how she doesn't want to tell anyone until it's the last person that she loves them. And Tasha was like, I understand that. She goes, but a lot of these, like if you're feeling it, right. say it because that could be the big pivot point for you. And I think in that moment, Katie was so, so in her head of like, well, what is the right thing to do? on the show if she would have just kind of maybe taken that advice of like if you do you know this whole time you have felt it and you're in the moment and it is the right moment that was the right moment to be like right. i am in love with you too i could see it on her mouth she wanted to say it katie has told everyone but the suitors right that she's not telling anyone she loves them she's only told the families or told us like the producers in the interviews right. so it's like greg doesn't know she's holding off in that moment when they were on the couch initially like yeah. this is what i'm talking about that moment greg didn't know that you know, she 
has been telling everyone like that. She's waiting to tell everyone I love you. So he's just thinking, wow, you have the platform. And I thought we were on the same page of how we both felt. And I just confessed my whole soul to you. And I'm in tears and you can't say I love you back. Right. But he didn't know that she was, you know, doing like had her own boundaries set with that. I just feel bad for her where if she looks back at that moment of like, I, maybe I should have just worn my heart on my sleeve and just said what I felt. Right. You know, honestly, like going into when Greg comes to her room and she's reflecting back on this entire moment that with Greg, she had so much going on in her own brain hearing about Greg, you know, meeting all the other guys' families, being in this situation Dude, alone. I'm having to talk to everyone's families, Greg, not just yours. Exactly. So it's, it's like, like, she has had a very emotional, stressful week where, you know, it's like when Greg later goes to her room, it's like she's having a hard time remembering exactly what she said. And that's where Greg right there is being selfish because it's like, I completely agree with everything you said where it's like, Greg, in this moment, I am on your side. I know exactly how you feel. And I agree with you. That first initial conversation, I understood the core of his feelings and they, I understand like those, why right. he would feel that way. But moving forward from that initial conversation after that, I'm not on board. Well, even in the moment where we are on board with Greg, yeah. what he's failing to do is think of Katie's position. Yeah. He's only in his mind, my feelings, my feelings, yeah. my feelings. There is something that Greg and Katie said in when they were in the dark that yeah. very first night that has just stuck with me. I don't even think I've talked to you about it where I'm so bugged by this comment. So basically when they're in the dark, like trying to hide away from the cameras, you know, Greg says to Katie, he goes, you know that I'm not going to get up there and propose unless I know it's me. Right. So basically Greg, it's like, so you're not going to put yourself out there for me unless you absolutely 100% certainty. know I'm choosing you. So it's all about you once again. Once again. Once again, you're like, I'm not even going to try. I'm not even, I can't put myself up there to be rejected. I refuse. Unless I know, hands down, it's me at the end. Where it's like, Greg, once again, the world does not revolve around you. I'm sorry, are you the lead? Exactly. Fucking Katie no. is the bachelorette. And Katie, want to know something so funny? Yeah. Shay, I know you're listening. <laughs> Shay told me this. She goes, she saw a tweet and it was basically saying that the way that Greg and Katie's relationship is, is like, Greg is the bachelor and Katie is the contestant. 100% where it's like that dynamic was flipped. Absolutely. Where she's constantly chasing him, chasing him. What's Explain wrong with yourself. you? What's wrong sorry, with sorry, you? Sorry, 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 sorry. Like all the, the whole time. And I'm like, whoa, sister. And that's the other Put th your pants back on and be like, I'm wearing the pants of the relationship. Exactly. And there was one thing that Greg did in that moment, which I think this is just a tip for all of our listeners. My mom told me this tip in your relationship. And Lay I it think it's me. a good, yeah. Lay it on oh, me. Oh, sister, you know it. Um, so basically, you know, when Greg gets upset and Katie immediately sees the, the body language change and yeah. she knows he's upset, he keeps asking her, why am I upset? Why am I upset? Yeah. And what Greg is actually doing is smart. And I do this a lot when Brett and I fight or mm -hmm. get into arguments because when people both have their emotions going back and forth and, you know, like everybody's yes. got their opinions a lot of times when you and your boyfriend or significant other or girlfriend are fighting, they don't really know what you're mad about right. half the time. Yeah. You know, it's like they tell me what you think I'm upset. Exactly. About. Absolutely. In your eyes, what do you think I'm flipping out about? Right. And I do that with Brett and I'm like, and why exactly? Like, why do you think I'm upset? Yeah. And I'm not even shitting you guys. If you try this with your boyfriends, half the time it's wrong because it's right. like, they think I'm mad about like, say the dishes didn't get done. Yeah. It's, and I've asked and asked and asked yeah. and asked. I'm not actually mad about the stupid dishes. What right. I'm mad about is like, I've asked you a million times right. and it's like, now I keep doing them because you don't, you know, and it's the, like, that's just an exactly, example, but exactly. it's like, tell me why I'm upset. It's not that I'm mad that the dishes didn't get done. I'm a mad that I asked a million times right. and you never did it where it's like, you just don't 
care what I'm like, saying. Like, let's make sure we're on the same page over what this is about. Otherwise, also, the fight can lead to other things. Exactly. The core reason of, like, why this is actually being, like, discussed. Exactly. Because in that moment, when Greg is asking Katie, why do you think I'm upset? Why do you think I'm upset? She can't tell him because she actually doesn't know. For real. So, Greg, in that moment... Or Katie, it's like one of them should have been like, then why are you upset? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Yeah. And it's like Greg never told her like, I felt you shot me down in that moment till the next day. You know, it's mm-hmm. like Katie in that moment did not know. She genuinely was like, what happened? It's like, I understand maybe in that moment if his feelings were hurt because he didn't feel like it was reciprocated enough in that moment. But when then he brings it down to like you were saying that point of like, if there's multiple people at the end, I'm not proposing, you know, right. I gotta know it's me if I'm getting on one knee. But once again, it comes down to his ego being busted where it's like he was upset in that one moment with Katie right on the couch that his feelings weren't reciprocated or whatever, like as much as he wanted her to divulge. But then it's like when he makes the comments of like, if it's not me at the end, you know, like then I'm not, then I'm not going to propose. Once again, it comes down to his ego where he, he doesn't want to put himself out there enough because he doesn't want to get embarrassed that he actually, he has the feelings. It's not about like, I don't want to get to that point And then I'm, my heart's broken. That's different. It's more of like, he doesn't want to be rejected. So he's like, I don't want to put enough into this and then get rejected. What game are you on? No, exactly. What show are you on? Obviously we don't know what it's like to feel, be Greg. Right. But you know, it's like Greg feels like I just blessed you with my feelings. That's what what it was with the family thing too about his, I told my whole family, I blessed you with telling my it's family like, you're the one I never do this I bless you with my love and with my attention and all of this how dare you not want to immediately end the show with and me it's like he's loving but only if he gets love in return right. because now let's move on to the next thing when he goes and visits her room he just the night before said how much he loves Katie and how she's his future wife and all of this mm-hmm. stuff but comes guns blazing into her room and Katie immediately after just you know this is just another trigger I feel like after Michael oh, you know it's yeah. like why are you showing Showing up at my room unannounced. Yeah, and at least Michael, you know, and Andres, when he came back too, you know, it's more about being positive. Like, I, you know, even if, like, you know, we're both on different pages, different things like that, it's like, I still love you as a person and I want to speak good. It's like, Greg comes in once again, fucking pouty pants. No, and what he said right off the bat pisses me off too, because he immediately goes to Katie. Because Katie obviously is reading the whole situation. She knows what's up. She knows what's about to happen. And she goes like, what's wrong? And obviously tell you're upset. Yeah. You know, like what's going on? And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm upset. And then, and then he goes, yeah, you look fine. It's like, don't tell me how I'm feeling, dude, because you have no idea. And you also haven't stopped to ask once. It's been Greg's feelings, Greg's show. I'm upset. Take care of my feelings. I told you I love you. Now you tell me. Right. And Katie the whole time has been like, I understand that, you know, being a contestant on the show is really hard. I understand it's hard for you and all this stuff. Seeing me with other guys. She has been validating his feelings this whole time, but never once has Greg said, I understand the amount of intense pressure that you are under as the lead of a national t- TV show. Absolutely. It's like, she is the lead. Do you not think it's hard for her too? She can't just up and walk out just because you want to throw a tantrum. It's like, totally. where is your realization of like how she's feeling? You know what I mean? Where it's like, you've never once consoled her. On, how are you feeling? Even though every single time I'm on a group date, I'm like totally pouty pants and you have to come like pull me out of the gutter to make me feel better. Exactly. When it's like, when Katie's been getting shit on left and right crying by these dudes, it's totally. like, where is that back and forth of like compassion for one another? It's like, 
like, Katie's got it for you, dude. It's definitely like the self-centered, like he is in his own reality tunnel vision. Absolutely. It's like, and Katie even said that. She goes, I'm sorry, I'm not an expert at dating numerous guys. Exactly. Like, I don't know how to do this. This is not normal. Just like she's given him the benefit of the doubt when it comes to like, I understand, she understands that he doesn't know what it's like to date the lead of The Bachelorette. Right. You know, it's like, she's understand why he's been pouty the whole time. And I think this is a really good point. I saw this on Facebook and I think this really made a breakthrough for me. Yeah. So basically we were kind of going back and forth of like, I definitely think the way that Greg fought, the way he went about it, not right whatsoever. No matter what it's about, the way he went about it, not mature whatsoever. Right. But this really like, this I feel like really makes me understand Katie and how she acts in these situations. Right. So it says, Katie is a people pleaser and an empath. She is constantly trying to figure out what people need and give it to them. Up until that moment, she gave Greg validation over and over and over again. And this is so true. Katie's need to make the house a positive experience. Make, she's constantly like, how can I help you? How can I make you feel better? I want the house to be a happy place. She even said people that she goes, I was sending people home that were making it rough in the house for other she, people. Like, she, yeah, at that point, it's like, I care more about the guy's happiness than me potentially. out if I have a connection with this dude. Exactly. Putting the needs of others over her own. And this also, it says, part of Katie's people pleasing is the necessity to complete the show. She's under contract and she's desperate to do a good job as the lead. She's trying to keep the sweeping romantic finale and is 100% believes that holding firm is the right thing to do in the moment. I think the reason she's confused is she thinks Greg will understand this obligation of hers as the bachelorette and will play along. She thinks they can have both drama and the love story. And that's absolutely it to a T with Katie. It's like this whole time she's been putting Greg's needs over her own. The house's needs over her own. She does not want to blow the show. You know, it's important to her as a people pleaser Yeah. to to make it to the to end, follow, to get the finale moment. Because she's like, I want to make sure, like, I don't want to just call it quits because Greg's about to bounce out the door. It's right. like, no. And also, if you're my future husband, you better not walk out on me ever. Oh. So it's like, if you're, it's oh. like, and I have two other guys that I've also built relationships with. It's like, we are so close to the end and now you're trying to make me back out. It's like, absolutely not. It's like, no. we made it this far. We have a couple, like, let's finish it out and see what it ends up being. Right. And in this moment, when Greg came to her room, it's like, Greg was such on a war path where it's like, Katie couldn't say one she single thing without her, him A, interrupting her or B, immediately switching it around on her. Like the gaslighting was out the fucking door. Exactly. And for people to say there wasn't gaslighting, I'm sorry. It's like, absolutely not because the way that he manipulated that situation and it's also like she got to the point where she couldn't even say anything in return when he's nailing things home or anything that she went to explain herself which is the whole point of having this a conversation with the person that you think you might be married to you it should be a conversation not pointing fingers and the other person can't explain themselves and she is not even trying to explain her side she is repeatedly apologizing and reassuring him and she got to the point where she's like no matter what I even say right now, it's like, no, I don't even know what to tell you because no matter what I say, you're going to find something wrong with it to be like, well, that's not good enough either. Or you're not even open enough for that to come into this conversation. Like you shouldn't even come and approach me until you are open to hearing both sides. You know, it's Absolutely. like, even when she was speaking, he was blinders on. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. It's like my feelings, my feelings, my feelings. And Kate, it doesn't matter what comes out of Katie's mouth. She got to the point. Like, I don't know what to do. Frankly, Greg, if you love me like you say you do, then you wouldn't end our entire relationship over something so minuscule. You know, um, it's like... 
a miscommunication that she didn't even know he was upset by the reaction. It, it's such a small thing where I, you could validate the feelings. He's allowed to have the feelings of being, you know, feeling upset in that moment that he felt like a little more vulnerable, like, and wasn't being reciprocated. That's an easy conversation. Totally. Let's talk it through and, and move on. Right. And it's like, Greg, if you would have just listened instead of running your mouth over top of her, it's like, I understand the words that she was using wasn't what you wanted to hear. But all Greg wants to hear is I'm the one. It's like right. Katie's trying to say, you know, like, I want you here next week. I told your family, you know, how important you are to me. You're my number one. You know, it's like, she's saying all of these things and he's like, I don't care about number one. I don't care about the rose, but it's like, what it comes down to Greg is this is a fucking show you signed up for. Mm -hmm. And Katie is not absolutely not going to say I'm marrying you because she still has other guys there. So it's like, right. she's trying to give you as much reassurance as she can in that moment without completely disappointing herself, disappointing the viewers and disappointing the show. No it's like shit. She's trying to give everybody what she wants, except for herself. You know, it's yeah. like, once again, the people pleasing mentality, I got to please the producers and the show. And I don't want to lose Greg. I don't want to, I don't want to hurt Blake. I don't want to hurt like Justin, Justin all, whole nine yards. And I'm absolutely livid that he just fucking walks out on her you know and it's like tell you right now if me and brett got in this fight he's not walking away storming out and saying i'm leaving you and also let's back it up to where greg before you entered katie's room what did you want to come out of this conversation Straight because up. everything that came out of his mouth where there was no solution in sight no you never gave a sort of like a genuine solution that could actually work you know what i mean it's like no you want your way in the highway well sorry that doesn't always work okay look at the situation we're in exactly like, what walking in that conversation did you want to make up and move forward or did you want to just come in here run a train through and <laughs> not not in that way <laughs> but you know what i mean it's like, like bitch, just her bitch her out and then you had no plan because he's like oh i guess that is what i'm saying is i guess i'm leaving if you're not leaving too. Like, if it's not me, I guess I'm leaving. And then he dips out. It's like, was that even your plan? Or are you just off the whim and playing off your emotions because your ego's busted? And that's one of those classic things that we always say to people where it's like, if you're feeling like you want to make a rash decision, because, and especially in a, a moment of when you have heightened emotions, that's when you sleep on it. Give, give it, it a, a call a day or two. And if you still feel the exact same way, then you can take action on that. Absolutely. But it's like, you're in the heat of the moment and you're going to storm out and you're going to leave. Well, guess what? Tomorrow when you wake up, you're probably going to regret it. Absolutely. And I wonder if Greg does watching that back. And it's funny. He should. Forgiveness is such a huge part of relationships that I feel like people just bypass. You know, Absolutely. it's like forgiveness is actually so powerful and more powerful than being angry. You know, it's like it's a, it shows that you're a bigger person if you can forgive someone than just being mad at them. You know, it's like, Greg, if you were mad and you wanted to be heard and you wanted an apology, that's what she gave you. So now it's on you to accept it. What did you want out of this, dude? No. Genuinely from this conversation. Not just in the pretty picture grand scheme of things you wanted right. her to leave with you early. It's like, no, genuinely out of this conversation, no. what did you want? An emotionally unavailable man went on this show and that is Greg. That's Because it. if Greg would have even ended up with Katie, I can guarantee you that he wouldn't have been able to handle this these past months of it airing and all this oh stuff coming out. He could have never handled God. that. He wouldn't have never been able to make it past that stage. So then eventually Katie goes and chases after after him and once again she's fucking on her knees apologizing profusely like I'm sorry I wish I could go back I wish I could take it back just apologizing 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 just for him to barely even give her any sort of like communication look at her nothing he refuses whole, to even like 
interject or even try to have a conversation. And if you even look at the body language, like where it's like, if you're having a mature conversation with like the person you're in a relationship with, it's like he was speaking his feelings. She validated each one and apologized and made sure he was heard. But anytime she spoke, when was that ever reciprocated from Greg? All he wants is to his ego and everything to be validated and reciprocated, all of his feelings. But God forbid he gives an ounce of remorse or any sort of understanding towards the girl he's going to marry and said he's so in love with and is the one. It's like, but you can't even remotely take a second to like let her know that you hear her too. Not even that you agree, but that you also hear her. Absolutely. He never once heard her. Right. And clearly you don't love me like you say you do, dude. And you know what? Me and Mary were saying, I'm like, this whole time everyone's like, you know, we all saw like they had the best connection, all this, but this fight, no matter that's how all big I needed to that's see. all we need to see where it's like that to know how someone fights. Like if I was Katie, I'd be like right off the bat, the way he talked to her that initially I would be like, nope, the way that you're fighting, especially about something like this, I don't want that. If we don't fight like that in this house, if we're no. getting married. And how dare he even say, I deserve better. Oh, that I go, I didn't even, okay, so I didn't get to watch Bachelor when it came out live, but I saw that clip. I go, that's right there, all I need to fucking see. Because once again, dude, after manipulating the whole season, pouty, 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 my feelings, my feelings, you're still gonna be like, I deserve more. Give me more. Right, and let's think about this, okay? So my point earlier when I said like, you know what, maybe it would have been a little bit different and turned out different if she would have just said how she was feeling in that moment and that she told Greg she loved him. Right. But if she did, I think we would still be in this situation. Cause so if she did say she loved him and she wanted to be him, would you still be like, well, you said you validated my feelings and you reassured me and you said you love me too. So we're leaving now. Like it would still no, be, oh, absolutely. so you love me. You love me. And you know that you want me to be the one too. he wouldn't be able to get up with the two. Exactly. He'd be like, oh, but you love me and you're still keeping them around. It would have been the exact same situation, no matter what, how Katie handled it from the start. Great. I, it just came to me <laughs> as we're saying this. No, I'm like, straight no, because based off what he said in the dark, it's like, I'm not getting up there unless I know it's me. That right so there, right there. And Katie's need. So you being a, mad about me not saying it back to you. Well, guess what? If I did, you'd still be just as pissed and saying the same fucking fight. Right. So I guess it's not going to work. And when I was watching Katie originally, I'm like, why isn't she, you know, like being her normal self where she's like points after points, you know, like really driving it home with Greg. She kind of took a more submissive route in this Absolutely. entire fight. Absolutely. Where I go, she's thinking this will get him to calm down. You know, I want him to hear me, but he is blinders on no. not hearing you. So you should have just stood up for yourself at that right. point. And I believe in that moment that Katie saw the red flag and she did know what he needed in that moment. But finally, she needed something from him instead. She was asking him to choose her needs over his own, but he wouldn't or couldn't. Either way, this was likely insight into their future relationship. Absolutely. If you that's know, how he's going to fight, it, where he storms out, he will it's like it's, you. It's his way or the highway. Absolutely. Sorry. And it always has been since the start with him where I'm like, I don't think that's the kind of relationship that's good for Katie. No. You know, where I'm like, for anyone, really, it's like, no, um, totally. yes. this is a blessing in disguise. That showed you who the, he really is down to the core. Right. And it's like, this doesn't mean that Greg's a bad person. No. This doesn't mean that we hate Greg. This means that Greg hasn't handled his own emotions and, and has an inability to cope. And should have worked on himself and his own maturity with like relationship wise, anything. And I'm like, dude, it is, it's really clear that he was lacking a lot of those like intuitive skills. He needed to work on himself before this because it has turned into Katie's issue times a hundred. All of this could have, like you said, been handled in a simple conversation, but basically because Greg views it as fill my needs, 
fill the hole in my heart. I told you I love you, now tell me. And tell me that I'm the one so I don't have to get up there and get rejected. Me, 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 me. And also when he leaves and storms away over and over and over again and just dumps her on a whim, it's like, so what if we did get married? If you think I'm your wife, it's like, oh, well the one time we have a disagreement or the time that we need to actually, you know, have a hard conversation, are you dipping? I am looking into that relationship where I am like, thank God, God. that this was just cut off and went then because I don't think, I think Katie had such of like an image of what she thought he was and what their relationship was. And I think that's a little bit of that trauma bonding. Absolutely. But it's like, that would have just continued into their marriage. And I don't want that for her. No, absolutely not. And what blows my mind is the outpouring support for Greg. And I'm not saying we all need to go and shit on Greg. No, because we agree. Where I'm like, I, I do like Greg. I think he's a good person. And I do think he really liked Katie. But when it comes to this situation and the way he handled it, straight down to his fucking actions and his right. words... I don't fuck with it. I don't agree. I don't think there's any, he did not go about it remotely in the right way whatsoever. No. And a lot of the guys from the bachelor this season have been like supporting Greg because you know, they're all butt buddies in the house. They're broing out. And you know, when the episode was airing, Connor B, Catman, he posted on Twitter, you know, like he goes, there was no gaslighting in this conversation. He goes, you saw a fight between two people in a relationship. And you know, I've seen a lot of people like poor Greg, poor Greg. It's like, then you clearly in a relationship have been treated in a way that you shouldn't have. Where um, it's like you're believing and feeling bad for Greg after watching that entire thing. You're saying Greg's you, right. You need to reassess what you accept from a relationship because Absolutely. everything that came out of that fight is unacceptable. For unacceptable. Sure. No, straight up. And, and, and he made a point of like, some people were saying like, of you know, well, we only saw like a couple second clips out of like the whole conversation, whatever the producer showed us. I saw enough. I still saw the words that came out of Greg's mouth. And I'm sorry, that's not the maturity I'm looking for. Absolutely not. Emotional maturity is at probably a zero for Greg right now. Back to Connor B, you know, and all the guys supporting Greg. John, who we got sent home pretty early. Remember, we called him normal SpongeBob. He was the bartender. Yeah. That was super. He had a yes. great smile. And when he got the limo, Katie was like, that's my, my type. type. I like him too. Me too. He never made it far. But John posted this. I don't know if it was Twitter or Instagram, but this is spot on. And this right here, ladies and gents, is what we need from men. Okay? Drum roll, please. Ding. So it says, along with many of you, I watched last night's episode and was shocked by some of the behavior I witnessed, namely the words and body language exhibited by Greg. Watching these actions get defended and therefore normalized strikes me as extremely unhealthy and a step in the wrong direction. Agreed. It should be noted that an individual can be a good friend to some while simultaneously being harmful to others in another relationship. Absolutely. That goes for so So, many people. Right. And then it says friendship cannot be an excuse to blindly defend someone's behavior. Every one of us is on our own journey and it is important that we continuously seek ways to improve ourselves. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Absolutely. And like Don... Thank you for realizing it. It's like, this is the dude that doesn't just blindly defend his friends when they're being dicks. And that goes to show for literally everyone on normal people in their day-to-day life where it's like, just because he's a great friend doesn't mean it's fucked that he cheated on his girlfriend in front of you. Right, like, oh, he's he's such a great guy. He's so nice. Well, really? Because behind closed doors, he's being a dick. Exactly. And it's like, that's what we're saying where it's like, doesn't mean he's not a bad guy. But what we're saying is the way that he's handed in the relationship, the way he acts in this relationship is no bueno. No bueno indeed. (laughs) I don't know what to fucking say. It's like, why are we defending? it the based off of the actions that we saw that's not fucking cool right exactly you know guys are obviously like let's stick with guys girls are kind of like let's stick with girls but it's like no thank you for just straight up just stating the obvious of like yeah it's wrong and it's wrong 
That's it. They're right. really not up for discussion. Exactly. And it's like, he's not taking away the fact that Greg was a great friend. Yeah. He's not taking away that. It's like, Greg was a great guy and a great friend. Right. But that doesn't mean that he treated Katie right in that moment. And for Connor B to just be up his ass and say there was no gaslighting in that conversation is you that just taking your buddy's side. 100%. That is like... And you, sure, do that behind the scenes. Text him and be like, dude, I got your back. But it's like, by you tweeting that, that's just furthering this notion of all of that was okay. And I mean, guys, that is closing the book on our analyzation Holy of Greg. Holy shit. We're not experts here, but it's like, I will say we've had some hefty training. Um, 100%. I see a red flag and I, I'll call that shit out in two seconds. Absolutely. It's like, I, and I think the best way to find those red flags is by a little fight. Absolutely. <laughs> your first fight tells a lot. So now that Greg is gone, it's like we're down to Blake and Justin and here is my question to you it's me like yes to you okay me. I'm as you, you guys as well where it's like do you think that Katie's choosing Blake because obviously we all know that Justin's not the one and if it was if he was the one genuinely that would be the biggest curveball in all bachelor history 100% I literally was trying to type out our notes from what happened and I could not remember his name for the life of me <laughs> are you kidding me I love him too I really like no, him yeah, he's funny. but could not remember his name no and Blake I think is a fun little side thing that he, I think he might want more but like more of a friends thing I just I don't take it seriously for some no. reason at all because at the hometown with Blake real quick like his sister just bullet after bullet to Blake where she goes that she goes well how are like how are you actually feeling because it's hard for us to understand when you were immediately in love with Tasha yeah and you were immediately in love with Claire both of them were the one yeah and now here we are with Katie you jumped in after the season and she's the one she goes well, so what is the deal for real and he's like no it's Katie and I'm like I love that she made that point because I was thinking the same damn thing where I'm like it just seems like forced reaching for I don't something about the relationship in general even if Greg didn't leave where I'm just like if it was him I'm like it, the mature Hurty of it. I don't know. No, yeah. I think they're really good as buddies. Like, I think they get along really well, like, you know, banter wise. Right. Banter. <laughs> hey, Love Island, UK. <laughs> Absolutely. And I did see people saying where it's like, if she was to get engaged to Blake, you know, it would seem inauthentic. And to a point, I absolutely agree where it's like, if she, I don't think Katie has an inauthentic bone in her body necessarily. So I I think I would take it for what it is. If she chose him for me, I'm like, I would say without knowing the ring on her finger, that could be a fake ring. That could be fake. Absolutely. Cause you (laughs) know, those fuckers are pulling shit out on us left and right. But it's like, I would say no one. I brought in from the start too, the way she was acting. I'm like, I would say no one. And And if it is someone and she's engaged and she's been acting this, but her as if she hasn't found the person this whole time, I'm like. Unless she's playing games with me. Right. Which she could be. Yeah. I don't know. And I I said this to you the other day. Desiree's season. Desiree Hardstock, when she was the Bachelorette, this was like way long ago. Um, But anyways, this exact same thing happened to her on her season, you know. Her main guy was Brooks, just like Katie's main guy was Greg. She was obsessed with Brooks the entire season. Like he was number one. Everybody knew it. And then literally when there was three left of them, and obviously all of us at home watching are like, Brooks is the one. Brooks is the one. And then Brooks tells her, you know, like, I don't feel the same way you feel about me. And he broke up with her on the show. And I mean, devastation, just like Katie's where it's like, oh my God. But, and then she went and chose the other guy Mm -hmm. and everybody was like, oh, that's not like, you know, it just seems fake. It's inauthentic. You just chose him because the other guy left. Like we all knew it was the other guy. Right. But then it's like, she can laugh at them now because it's like years later, she's got three kids and a husband still. So it's like. Technically, it wasn't inauthentic because it worked out. And if you think about it, 
when it, it say Greg State, okay, either way, like when they get down in the next couple of weeks, when it's down to the two, say it's Blake and Greg, it's like this whole time though, she's trying to figure out, you know, who is the one that's right for me. Greg just answered that for her. Absolutely. It's not me. Yeah. So it's Blake. Yeah. You thought it was me and I just on a silver platter handed you my red flag and I'm going to leave. And that's why I'm like, you know what, sister, you run, you go down that aisle with Blake. Absolutely. And you run it. Even though I don't like Blake, Blake does have like a goofy, positive Absolutely. personality like Katie's. Where Absolutely. it's like, Greg is like a somber dude. Absolutely. Like downer. Downer for sure. <laughs> So now let's move into Outer Banks. Guys. I haven't seen it yet. No. Steph is catching up. Mm -hmm. I haven't finished the first season. Because it's getting like, there. Right. Steph's boyfriend, Adam, is not on board. Right. That's like on- We tried to watch it when Meredith moved out here and was living with me and Adam. We were we tried to watch it. Meredith didn't love the first season, so you weren't like pressing like, we have to watch it. You were like, I don't really care to watch it, but let's turn it on. Right. Adam was like, God forbid. I, he was like, I do not want to watch this stupid teenage drama show. So the two mixed together. It was like, all right, then I guess we're not turning it on halfway through. You know, it's right. like, what was the point? Totally. And now Meredith comes guns blazing being like, the second season is so good. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah. I mean, guys, I watched the whole season in one day. That's a- Yeah, that right so there, did Rhea. So from chicks in the office so fucked up and i mean i hate that steph hasn't watched it yet i told her now that it's like she and this watches shit is right up my alley it's like no. i liked one tree hill for god's sake it's like I that is the corniest shit ever and i oh. loved it I and mean, the second season guys if you haven't watched it is so balls to the walls nuts like plot twist after plot twist cliffhanger after cliffhanger and i'm obsessed with sarah cameron down to my core mm -hmm. i mean i love the whole cast I know. And I do think, if you guys are thinking about watching it, and I had explained this to Steph, I think, or maybe I told Brad about it, yeah. but basically, you know, it's like, when watching the show, and like, they do all this stupid, they make stupid decisions in the show, constantly are fucking up all the time, yeah. you know, where it's like, that's the piece that Adam, Seth's boyfriend can't get behind. Like, I it's hate like, I watching hate, them make yeah. stupid decisions. But it's like, when you think about it, it's like, they're 16, 17, where it's like, you're supposed to be watching it as like, a what would a bunch of high schoolers do in these situations where they're having to make impulse decisions? Totally. And that really changed my mindset yeah. of the show. Cause it's like, even though they're 20 in real life, but it's like, these aren't like 25 right. year olds making these choices. It's like, these are supposed to be kids that are like hiding from their parents. Everything. And we sure as hell were not making the right decisions Bitch. when we were 16. We were making the absolute oh wrong decisions. Thank you. <laughs> And now let's talk about Billie Eilish's new album. She came out with a bucket load of songs, first of all. Yeah, holy shit, lots of them. I haven't even been able to get no. through a couple of them. No, and I will say, so like obviously the one that's been going around that I've heard the most that we're definitely on board with is the Happier Than Ever one. Yeah. The one that's like, um, you make me hate this city. That one. Yeah. So good. Love it. But the fact that it takes like, two, it's two minutes and 48 seconds to no, yeah. start. I, I listened to it on my way to work and I was like, oh, it's the sad part. In the oh, and it's like... That's why I love Billy to death. We are the biggest Billy fans too, but it's like, I love her so much as a person, but that doesn't mean we have to love all our music. All of it. You know, cause it's all a lot of the slow summer where Adam, Adam's also the, his big thing where he's like, I just can't understand what she's saying. He's like, <laughs> she's mumbling the whole time. I don't know what the word she's saying. I'm like, I understand that. A lot of it's definitely like the, the ballad, like different right. music. I don't know what it is, but. Cause I feel like Billy definitely views music as I am expressing uh, myself. Creative expression. In, instead of like, I'm trying to give everybody what they, what they want. want which what i want is like a normani pop song with yeah. a good chorus or like ocean eyes though totally. i want something that's not just like 
the words of like slow words. It's like, I want the chorus. And I mean, the music video to Happier Than Ever is amazing. Oh, Chills you out guys. my ass, guys. It's so Ooh. good. The rain starts, The that oh. music video. I had chills. We had chills up and down our bodies. We watched it multiple times. Just that one clip of the chorus. Yes. Where it's like, it's exactly, it scratched the itch. We needed it to scratch. Absolutely. It's like freeing to watch her free yeah. herself. Because we also are like, I know that's about her shitty ex-boyfriend that treats her like garbage as well. And we know that feeling too, where it's just like, I'm fucking so Quit sick of it. wasting my time and leave me the fuck alone. Yep. Like I did nothing but lift you up. I would never treat you as shitty as you treat me. It's like to all those fucking exes, it's like, yeah, bitch, just <laughs> scream it from the rooftops. Yeah, scream it from the rooftops. We were on the same I know. page. Okay, and then the last thing we're going to talk about is Black Widow, a.k.a. Scarlett Johansson, and all of the drama with her suing Disney, Disney suing her, back <laughs> and forth, the drama, everything. So if you guys don't understand what's going on, I'll give you a little bit of a background, and then we can dive into our opinions. So basically, Black Widow what came out you know, a couple weeks ago, and Scarlett Johansson, from her point of view, this is like her side. She was told by producers at Disney that the movie would be only released in the box office in yeah, Like this was the contract. Yeah, like the contract that she thought she was signing. And I don't even know if it was in the contract or just like verbally. Right, I'm not sure. Where, you know, it's like she was under the understanding that the movie would be released only in theaters. And then she would get a certain bonus based off of the amount of like tickets that are sold. You know, it's like, like all how well it does in yeah, the box so office. she would get all of these different bonuses based off of those tickets that were sold. And then they go ahead and release it right on Disney+. Plus. You know how many people, I mean, I literally did it. We were yeah. going to see it. We were, me and I were like, we are going to see Black Widow. We are the biggest movie theater fans. And being the biggest movie theater fans and going to the theater for movies, we still were like, oh shit, it's on Disney+. Plus. Let's just watch it right now. Right. Let's just buy it on Disney Plus yep. right there she just lost two tickets when a lot of people aren't even big movie fanatics that would have to force themselves to go to the theater right. to see it and we're the fanatics and we still chose to watch it on Disney Plus so, so she didn't get any of those bonuses no and basically Disney Plus sued her right back and said that she had like a callous regard for the pandemic right and that she didn't care that like the pandemic is still happening and people are still sick and can't make it to the theater which it's like insinuating that she's like greedy and stuff right like. and it's like to a degree i understand what they're saying but let's think about it in a different perspective one expectations were not followed through scarlett johansson was under the expectation it was going to be only in theaters and then it was released on disney plus so right there that is not matching up and what from what she's being told where she's like i'm get a bonus based off of how well it does in the box office she's mad she's like what i was told was not followed through Exactly. And so then it comes down to, you know, I was a little bit put off by the insinuate the insinuation of like a Scarlet being greedy of saying like, well, she's made 20 grand up to this point. 20 or mil. 20. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. She's made ah, 20 <laughs> grand. <laughs> Jump change. <laughs> but Disney's like, she made 20 mil up to this point from this, like as insinuating she's being greedy. And then we look up, it's like, well, let's just see. Because Robert Downey Jr., which, okay, that's Iron Man himself. Like, that, I'll give them some credit there. Right. But it's like, from Avengers Endgame alone, he made $75 million. Yeah. She's making $20 mil Off of her from own her movie. From her own movie that's huge. Obviously, she's feeling like she was hoed somewhere. Yeah. And so don't be acting like, really? We gave her 20 mil. Shut the fuck up because you're giving Robert Downey Jr. fucking 75. I don't even want to hear that. By them posting how much she made, trying to do a dig at her, honey, we're coming back swinging. Right, because it's like for everyday people that are like criticizing her online, it's like, 
Because for us everyday citizens, it's like, imagine getting a $20 million paycheck for one job. I would say, yeah, you're being greedy. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're being greedy. But then when you think of the industry standard and you're like, I'm a A-list celebrity. Scarlett Johansson, fucking Black Widow. Exactly. Where she's like, I get it. And I'm not trying to be greedy, but basically you guys are hauling me and then telling me I'm greedy. You know, it's exactly. like, you're, if this was Robert Downey Jr. and this was his movie, are you doing that to him? Exactly. Are you going to be sh like under the rug and putting it on Disney Plus? Especially when it's like, dude, the whole agreement was that my bonuses are coming from the theaters. Yeah. So you, why would I even agree to that then? Right. If you were going to put it on Disney Plus, because that's not, then I would have lowered the number of the, like what number I need to get to, to get the bonus, because that's not even fair. Exactly. Clearly, like no matter whether it's in the contract or not, whatever they're saying, like clearly both sides think they're right. It's like something was miscommunicated. Then Absolutely. Because like, expectations weren't met. Yeah, and now it's like Emma Stone for Cruella. Exactly. She's like debating, well, should I also lawsuit because they put my shit from Cruella right on fucking Disney Plus. Right, but it's like, that goes back to like the whole Emma Stone thing is like, did they tell her it was going on Disney Plus? If they told you that, then that's fine. But it's like, with Scarlett Johansson, she's saying, clearly, I was she, not told that yeah. it was going to be doing that and I'm promised something that wasn't followed through. And also, how much money she's got to spend to even do a lawsuit and go through this, she's... I mean, she's, she's thinking she's, it's worth it. Exactly. She's got something in her back pocket that's like, no, I'm fucking pissed and I'm right. Yeah. And Disney is just trying to paint her as the greedy bitch. You know, it's right. like. That's why I didn't like their statement. They could have come up with anything like a more, like just be factual. The fact that you're like insinuating different things, maybe we're just reading into it. But I'm like, no, I don't fuck with that. I don't. And also it's like, if you were going to post it on Disney plus that whole time, then renegotiate her contract to be like, well, you'll get a percentage of the Disney plus purchases right. or something like that. Can we get some communication up in here? Exactly. Fuck. It's annoying. And I hate that they are constantly <laughs> trying to paint her as the greedy woman that's right. trying to take all the money from Disney as if they are not a multi-billion dollar company. Exactly. And I will say it's like, I, it, the fact that I'm on her side too, and it's like, I know that we've heard different things about Scarlet kind of being a diva on side right. and kind of being a total bitch. Yeah. But it's like, no, I, bitch or not, I'm on her side with this one. Totally. And I also heard, this is just a little side note, but uh, Luca, you know, that was on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, there was some drama with the Disney producers with that movie as well. So basically Disney and Pixar, even though they're both owned by Disney, are technically separate entities. Right. So Pixar was being told that they were going to do the, the premiere plus where it's like you have to pay the $30 or you can go see it in the theaters. You know, it's like, here are your options. But the Disney producers, just to be fucking dicks, released Luca with no payment. You know, it's like Soul, you had to pay for. No, Corella, yeah. you had yep. to pay for. Black yeah. Widow, you had to pay for. They hate Pixar or something. Like the producers don't get along at those two companies. So they're just like, fuck it. We're just going to release it, it for free. free. These people, I mean, I, I'm really not personally complaining as the fact that. Like, no, yeah. I can watch Thank you for I giving it to me free. Yeah. But yeah. also it's like, if I was a Pixar producer, Absolutely. I'd be Absolutely. It is fucked. It is pretty fucked. It's just like, oh, uh, so every movie Disney does, Raya the Dragon, everything that Disney does, you right, have to yeah, pay money for right. it. Why was I able to watch Luca for free? Exactly. Speaking of which, watch Luca and Raya the Dragon. Yeah, Those they're are both, both good. <laughs> so good. So good. So, wow. We blew yeah, that, guys. There was a lot to really just bitch about on this episode, but it's like, I'm driving my points home. Yeah. Tell me about and it. And if you guys agree, spread the word. <laughs> <laughs> Tell your friends. Let them know. All right, Stitches. And that is a wrap on this week's episode. We will see you next week for the Bachelorette finale. Make sure to subscribe and review. And we will see you, Snitches, next week. Why did I think of strap, strap on? on? Yeah. <laughs> I'm me too. I'm sweat. literally crying. All right. All right, little cutie cuters. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs>